I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. Here's the setup. Ready for this? We're going to talk to a guy today that has the largest real estate team in Minnesota and I think in the nation. And this is not totally verified, but I'm having a hard time imagining anyone that has a team of real estate agents of more than 150 agents in the same brokerage and in the same city and is not a broker owner. There may be someone from EXP that may make that claim, but I think you will agree that's pretty phenomenal. There's so much to learn from this person. Over 1,950 transactions closed in 2020. Newer real estate agents, are you making $150,000 or more in real estate this year? How would you like to believe with 100% certainty that you will? What if you knew exactly what to do every day to make money in real estate? Are you the type of person that will do the work, serve the people well? You would devote a good portion of the day on focused activities and habits to drive business if you just knew what to do. Does cold calling or door knocking or paying for leads freak you out? Good, because it freaks me out too. Are you working part-time and afraid to leave the job? to go full time into real estate. Am I speaking to you right now? Give me 15 minutes and I know I can help you. Go to forexformula.com to learn how I created a recipe for success that anyone can do. You have the ingredients to be successful within you right now. You just need to know what to do. Learn how I earn multiple six figures working less than 40 hours a week. And here's the kicker. I get paid every single month. Want to learn how? Go to forexformula.com. The number four xformula.com. Today, we're going to have a chat with Ryan O'Neill from the Twin Cities area of Minnesota, who has a team of 150 agents inside of his Remax brokerage. He began his career in 2003, and by 2006, he had the top team in Minnesota, and he's held that title since then to this date, as of this recording in 2021. If you're a licensed real estate agent who is looking to level up, this is a perfect episode for you. Ryan O'Neill from Minnesota, thank you for joining us today. I am so thankful that you've taken the time to be with us and uh, offer your words of wisdom today through this chat we're going to have. Thank you. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you. I really enjoy your podcast. You provide a ton of uh, outstanding value and content to folks. So I'm, I'm honored to join you today. Oh, man, that's great. That's high praise coming from you because I know some of the stuff you're doing from our last chat. And I'm going, wow, okay. Um, Gosh, uh, I didn't realize what I was getting into when I asked Ryan O'Neill to be on my podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. Yeah, truly honored. I um, so taught. Let's just hit it right from the beginning. We'll get into getting to know you and stuff. But let you know why should people listen to you? Top real estate team in Minnesota, hands down. Like in any way that you can compare it whatever metrics you use, top team, Minnesota. Am I right? Yeah, you know what, since, uh, since 2006. So 2006, um, wow. we've um, just kind of slowly but surely um, had some good growth, you know, meeting some very, um, I've had the good fortune of meeting some really great agents, um, mm. uh, you know, throughout our industry and having the opportunity to work with those folks. And so, um, yeah, so as a team, uh, you know, very diverse team in every sense, age, ethnicity, location around the, the Twin Cities, uh, Minneapolis and St. Paul, yeah. uh, experience levels. You know, we have some folks that are brand new, um, some that are very seasoned, you know, that have owned their own team, their own real estate company. Um, 
So it's, I think that mix of agents uh, really brings a good dynamic to the group as a whole. Um, but, um, but yeah, very, very good group, hardworking group. We like to have, have some fun uh, as well too, but, uh, yeah. but um, yeah, it's been, I know as we were talking before, it's been busy, especially for um, I'm sure a lot of folks watching this, the real estate uh, market and business has just been incredibly busy the last few years. Yeah, it's been crazy. And just lately too. And, and it's so funny, like all of the, the speculation and all of the, you know, the, the people who, who, who like to have all this um, wisdom in when, when tragedies happen, everybody starts predicting, right? All the predictors start saying all their predictions, right. every single one of them are wrong. <laughs> right. Know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, and I say it all the time. I actually, I think I did a podcast episode on it where I was, no, I did a, a YouTube video where um, one of those Kelly's truck talks, but I was talking about, don't listen to the predictors. Don't listen to them. They're just speculating on things. Right. Just right. worry about your business, analyze your area, like where you are doing business and what's going on, what's driving business, who's doing what, where the buyers are coming from, what the sellers are like, really dig into your own market. Because in any market, it doesn't matter what the predictors say, in any market, good or bad, slow, balanced, buyer's market, seller's market, whatever it is, there's opportunity. Right, there's right, a, yeah. A lot of opportunity in any market, I really believe that. And um, so really just think about where the opportunity is in your market and uh, focus on that. It can be, I think, easy to just let so much distract us as agents and brokers, whether it be the, um, you know, the latest court ruling about mergers of companies or uh, yeah. different, uh, all types of different things that can come out. And yeah. um, I've always been a big believer sort of in blocking out the noise mm -hmm. and not, not that you're trying to be um, unaware of what's happening uh, with the business overall. But I think your point is a really good one. And I, I, I've always been someone who's kind of in the trenches uh, daily um, in every aspect with our agents from a, um, from a communication standpoint, from a phone call standpoint, from a training standpoint. And I think, I think when you focus on what you can control, which yes. is in my opinion, our effort every day, our attitude that we bring to each day and mm -hmm. how we treat people, three things that we can control. Mm -hmm. When we focus on those things um, and do our best, good things happen. When we get lost in the stress, the unknowns, the, the, all these other things that can take us sideways, both time-wise and I would say even more important mentally or attitude-wise, mm -hmm. it, it, um, it usually doesn't end up well. And so that's why I guess sometimes I could say I've got kind of a simple mind. I'm very much um, focused. Um, here are the things that we need to get done. Let's focus on those. Let's get them done, you yeah. know, consistently. And um, and again, I think I think that helps because you know, like you know, I know you have as well. For as long as I've been doing this, every market has unique challenges, something new that's causing um, stress. You know, yeah. I can think of whether it's the, you know, in some markets we've we had way too many listings and we had no buyers. 
Some markets we had all short sales or it was all bank owned property. So every year there's something, it's just how are you going to deal with it in a positive way, move forward consistently and, and make a great effort. And I think that's just something we as a team are trying to do with each day. Yeah, that's awesome. And you know, kudos to you as a leader to build such a team. How many people are on your team now? So there's about 100 and, uh, 175 folks um, with our team. We've been about the same size for the last three or four years. Um, I don't really, interestingly, Kelly, I'm not a big, um, I'm not a big recruiter. You know, I, my approach with the team standpoint is um, I have friends at all the companies. I mean, you know, all the different brokerages, there's a lot of different models. And my approach has never been to go out and tell people at um, Coldwell Banker or wherever that um, they need to make a move and here's why. Um, you know, what, what I have tried to do though, from a recruiting standpoint is provide something of value mm-hmm. that people want and, and, and be a very good option for people when they're looking to make a move. And I think yeah. that's where as I look at our team members, almost all of them that I can remember have been a referral from someone on the team. Perhaps it's a, it was a client or an agent they worked with at another company. And so it's just a little different recruiting style because I know, I know um, people can be very effective with, with the direct calling and such. It's just, I'm just not wired that way. I'm just not wired that way. And, and, and I'm also respectful of the different types of business models and what's important to people. And at the end of the day, who am I to, to tell people that my version of the business is better than what they're doing? Um, just, it just, it's not just, isn't how I operate. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that's based on attraction, right? Like, um, you know, you can, you could throw a net to go fishing Right. And throw a net out there. I call it the net approach, which is actually how a lot of realtors think. They think they can right. just throw a net out there or, or those companies that sell leads to realtors. It's a net approach in right. my mind, right? Right. And when, you, when you pull in that net and then you dump it onto your boat, what do you got? Like you got a lot of stuff you don't want. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. You got old rubber boots and you got a bunch of pop right. cans and you got, you know, all this stuff and some weird looking fish that you'd never eat. And then you got some that are, you might want to eat. Right. And it's, yeah. a, it's called the net approach, I call it. And, and it's funny, you know, what you're doing is you're going, you know what I can fish or all my other people can fish. And when they fish, they're fishing in a pond that maybe I wouldn't even ever get to, but they're fishing with like-minded fish. Like they're, they're, right. you, know, you can have lots of fishermen out in different ponds that you would never have access to, right? Yeah, yeah. And and that's the approach you're taking. And 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 you know what? That's how you need to build your real estate business too, right? You know, train your clients to to get business for you, not by saying, "Can you go get me business?" That has nothing to do with it. Do a great job. Give them lots of value. Do you know? Do all the right things. Treat people well. Plant the seeds. Like they may not be doing a deal for two years, but that person, I've had people refer business to me that I've never even sold houses to before, right? Or, you know, strategic alliances that you, that have like-minded clientele that you send business to, and all of a sudden they're sending business to you, yet you've never listed their home, right? Like there's lots of different ways to have business coming in. So what you're doing is exactly that. And it's a beautiful thing because what you're doing is giving value. 
And if your people are, are doing the rally cry for you, that is way better than any billboard. That's way better than any cold call. That's way better than anything. Yeah, it's, you know, our market is pretty small here in the Twin Cities. And so, you know, for me, it's, um, I would say one of, one of my, um, one of my kind of guiding principles is to kind of continue building goodwill with folks. And, mm -hmm. and I think, um, you know, it's partly maybe how I was brought up, how I'm wired and, um, you know, ultimately, I think, you know, this business, as we know, comes down to people working with people, building relationships, but, but creating goodwill, you know, and I think mm -hmm. in a smaller market like this, um, you know, when, when people have a bad experience, that can really be cancerous mm -hmm. in, in all aspects. Yes. And on the, on the other side, too, if someone has a good experience, too, it can just be a huge win. And so I think maybe what's hard for, you know, if anyone else watching is, you know, starting a team or you're, you're, you're adding agents to your team, it can be, um, it can be hard because people think um, people value different things, you know, a lot of different things. First of all, it's for some, it's maybe all about the money for others. It may be more about training. It may be about leads. It may be about, um, you know, the team leader, the, the leadership ability. I mean, there's so many different things that people can value that I think, you know, for really logical folks who are, um, you know, team leaders or, you know, managers or brokers, they think, well, this is, this is logical, you know, and this is the way it should work. And, you know, as, as agents, everybody values things differently. And so you have to be, you have to be able to go with the flow. Um, I saw on, uh, I don't know if it was Netflix or where recently, but the the, the Bruce Lee uh, movie that says "Be Water," yes. And I was talking to a buddy of mine, and it's really the truth. It's yeah. you have to be able to go with the flow, and and that's hard to just be water. You know, sometimes if someone chooses to go hire a different agent, if someone chooses to pick another real estate team, if someone leaves your team to go to a competitor, very hard to be water. But I think the, the more that people do that, the more that goodwill can be um, continue to be grown and good things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Love the attitude. So 175 people. So you're actually not a broker owner. You're actually no, a realtor within an office that's operating. So I want to make sure that's clear and everybody understands yeah. that. Um, this is different from being a broker owner going, yeah, I got 175 agents in my office. You are, yeah, no, yeah, we are, we are just a team within the company. Yes. Um, so I, I don't own our Remax. Um, um, and there's probably, I don't know, 20, 30 other teams within our Remax and lots of other individual agents as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I've been aligned with this company, Remax Advantage Plus, since um, like 2005. So mm -hmm. for a long time. And it was started by a, a gentleman named Eric Malmberg, who is, um, you know, like an older brother to me almost. He he really has done a wonderful job of building an infrastructure of physical offices. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm a big believer in having uh, offices that um, those in our communities can physically see, but also that we can show 
that we serve these local communities. Mm-hmm. So he's done a nice job of setting up the, the footprint of offices, the staffing, all of the things that go into a back end of running a brokerage. Yeah. So for us as a team, we've been able to just kind of like plug into the operation essentially without yeah. having to go out and recreate the wheel of starting a brokerage. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That's absolutely incredible. Um, and uh, yeah, and it's true though, like a lot of times there, I bet you, there, you know, I hate to say it, but as a realtor, you can actually make more money than your broker. <laughs> like that's yeah. the thing, like just because the broker owns the office doesn't mean he's wildly rich. That has nothing to do with it. He's relying on certain metrics to bring in income into the company. And there's lots of expenses for that, that he's got to take care of. So to create that team is very smart, obviously, but to understand that you're a business within a business and, and you've taken that concept and just like went on steroids with that concept. You know, sure. some people do three or four, you know, buyer's agents, and that's a pretty big heavy duty team. And, you know, right. a couple of listing managers and a couple of staff and like, that's, that's a powerhouse team. Right. right. And you don't have to have 175 agents to be, you know, right. but, but literally thinking of it like a business as an entrepreneur, but you're utilizing all the infrastructure. That's the beautiful thing about real estate. Yeah. You know, it's, well, you're exactly right, Kelly. And, and sorry not to interrupt, but, but I think as you talk about teams and growth, you know, bigger is not necessarily better. I've always said with real estate teams, um, you know, having more people is not necessarily better. I think a lot of it comes down to looking in the mirror, um, looking within and just saying, look, what, what do I really enjoy doing every day? Do I want to still actively sell real estate and maybe have one, two, three, four, five people I work with mm-hmm. that uh, we, we create a, a fun group together? And, um, you know, you, 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 you can look at it a variety of different ways, but I think naturally people think that more is better. And um, I, I am not necessarily someone that subscribes to that. I think it's, it is what fits you your business and, and what you want to do with it. Because at the end of the day, to your point, you know, I know a lot of uh, individual agents at the various companies that make way more than the gal or the guy that owns the company. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's partly, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What do you want to do? What are your goals? Um, yeah. You know, so, so you, you know, I think sometimes people assume that there's always a next level to this, and in my opinion, there isn't. You know, if 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 you enjoy, you know, selling real estate, working directly with people, building those relationships, you it's not like being a team leader is better or owning a franchise is better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's finding your calling in life and really stepping up and uh, consistently doing that. Absolutely, and that's a great point because you know, how do you define success, right? Yeah, I mean, right. money is only one metric of that. And and I find some people get caught up in the how much GCI they're bringing in, but I'm going, no, think about the net. Like, what's the net number? What's coming sure. home? What's what's remaining in the bank account at the end of the year? And sure. is it more more than last year? And, and do, you, you know, do you get to have some sort of freedom and lifestyle that goes along with that? If you If you take a two-week vacation and three people want to list houses with you, are they going to wait for you? I mean, that's another metric, you know, right. to, to see if you have a successful business, honestly. Like, I, th- I think that's another metric. And 
can you make it to your son's soccer game at three o'clock twice a week? You know, and like, right. that's another metric, right? You know, do you volunteer, whether it's with your church or service organizations and you get involved in your community? That's another metric. And if you're just chasing one thing, one metric, that can really put you out of balance in your life. And you're, you're definitely sacrificing something. Something's well, being sacrificed. And I've seen it too with agents um, who've gotten burnt out in a variety of different ways by pushing too hard. Sure. That um, whether it's being burnt out of the business, whether it's, you know, relationships suffering, mm -hmm. divorces, all kinds of different things that this job, because we're on or supposed to be on at all times, yeah. it can really cause problems. And that's where, you know, with our team, you know, I'm a big believer in really, you know, encouraging our agent to do some fun stuff, take some time off, shut mm -hmm. your phone off, um, go for a trip, go for, you know, go for a walk, do these different things because, there's always more real estate to sell. There's always another uh, potential client. And again, now I know that's hard when someone's new, they feel like, hey, this is the only thing I've got going. Yeah. But, um, but, but yeah, taking care of yourself, um, your mental health, you know, your family um, is crucial. So this business doesn't overrun you. Absolutely. And it's funny guys, sometimes, and gals, sometimes when you're on the soccer field, there's another mom there. There's another dad there. Right. You get into a conversation. They know you're a real estate agent. They think you're a nice person supporting your kid. You know, you're out volunteering, you're helping out, or you're on the golf course because you're taking four hour vacation. I call it a four hour vacation when you go golfing. Right. Right. And right. there's actually opportunities, you know, do, take putting health into it. Right. At the gym is there opportunities there. So there is opportunity. That's the wonderful thing about real estate. That's why I say, you know, our, our, our tax agents out here, we call it CRA. You guys call it IRS. But yeah. if they, I, I, I said to one guy one day, I said, hop in the car with me <laughs> <laughs> and hang out with me for a day. And you tell me that my car is not 100% right off. I'm on the phone the whole time. Then when I go to eat food, I'm talking to the waitress. I'm thinking there's opportunity there. There's sim someone in that restaurant I'm going to bump into that I've either done with business with, or who knows I'm a realtor, I'm going to go and pick up something, a light bulb at Home Depot, and I'm going to bump into somebody. You tell me that everything I'm doing throughout my day is, is not business related in some way, you know, and right. uh, it, <laughs> that's my that's little true. joke, but guys, that's how it should be. That's how you're it right. should be. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. It is so true. It is so true. And I just think again, whether you're an individual agent, whether you are an, a, a team leader, um, bigger is not always better. Bigger is not always better. Find your find your spot, your kind of your sweet spot, but also work efficiently. You know, look at your businesses and ask. You know, are there ways that perhaps hiring an assistant to help with a lot of administrative day to day items could be useful for your business? Find ways to leverage. Um, um, throughout your business. And I think one of the most critical ways is by finding good people. You know, I look at some of the folks that from an administrative uh, standpoint that are part of our team and how crucial they are to, yes. uh, to providing um, such great support for our clients, most importantly, our agents. But I, I think, again, you just, you have to be willing to, um, to treat, you know, spend 
um, you know, spend um, very, very fairly and then some for, you know, from a human standpoint, for the human capital you work with. That, in my opinion, for your real estate business is the absolute best money you can spend. And so, you know, if you're a busy agent and you're feeling overworked, overwhelmed, get somebody on board to help you. I realize it costs money to do that, but you have to think strategically as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And and I think a lot of agents just try to do everything themselves and they don't they don't slow down and think, okay, how can I actually be a little bit smarter about what I'm trying to do with my real estate business? And that's where you know, you you treat people fairly. You do the right things, and it can um, it, your business will grow even more so. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if you did this. So, so you started you started in two thousand five. Is that right? You got licensed. Yeah. So okay. I, I started as an individual agent in two thousand three, and then okay. our team kind of started growing in two thousand five. That's right. There we go. And who is the first member of your team? First member of the team is a guy named Adam Moss. Okay. Um, one of my best friends. Awesome. So did he come become licensed right away? Yeah. What, what happened is Adam, um, Adam did. Adam actually uh, got his license and yeah. we started working together. And uh, my wife and I were living in the southern part of the metro. And as we started generating some, um, you know, some different leads and phone calls, I would pass different clients to Adam and he would help work with those clients. So he was really, um, you know, the first member. And then as things started to go a little bit, I think we had maybe two or three agents. And then at that point, we got a um, kind of a full-time administrator who was helping us day to day with files, paperwork, um, phone calls, you know, that yeah. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that starts to kick in and you start to think about, huh, what's my dollar per hour right now? Sure. And, and I teach that like, when you add it all up and you kind of think, I mean, it's never going to be hundred percent exact because we're like you say, we're always on and, and, and we're working in and amongst things. And I may take an hour and go to my son's rugby game, but then I'm back on after that. And like, if you add it all up or you estimate it based on your, you know, your production per week and holidays and all that, but come, I, I, I always encourage people to do this, take your GCI and divide that out, divide those hours. And, and like, honestly calculate it and find out what you're worth per hour. Cause once you have that in your head and you start to go, huh, my time's worth $90 an hour. My time's worth $268 an hour. My time's worth whatever it is based on that. Right. And if a job that can take pressure off you is $15 an hour, it's a pretty easy decision, right? right. Do you need to mow your own lawn? Or can you pay somebody 50 bucks to mow your lawn? You know, you start to think about all these things. And even if I'm paying someone 50 bucks to mow my lawn, but I'm actually not working, maybe I'm spending time with my family. Right. <laughs> Is that worth it? Right. And so, yeah, absolutely. And that's super. Like when you're talking about the balance and, and leveraging and, and bringing people in to help you and all that kind of stuff, that's part of it, isn't it? Part of, yeah. Well, part of it is just being a risk taker. I mm. think as sometimes as agents, um, agents can be averse to taking um, some risks. And mm. I think, um, I think again, it's a calculated risk. So hiring someone, bringing people on board is more of a calculated type of risk. Yeah. But again, I think when you look at any type of business, 
um, you know, playing it safe is not always the, the way to really grow. And so yeah. I think that is, um, you know, not that a person wants to be reckless or, or whatever, but I think that um, being willing to take some strategic risks can be very helpful to your continued growth. Mm-hmm. And so you, you let's actually go back a bit. This is great yeah. stuff, but you know what? I want people to get to know Ryan O'Neill. Now you have a cool background. You and your brother, you came from the music business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that. So um, when I was, uh, my brother Tim was a senior in college when I was a freshman and um, we had both played piano for a long time uh, growing up. Mm -hmm. And as Tim was graduating from Notre Dame, he decided he wanted to pursue music full time. And he actually actually ended up recording some of his uh, kind of relaxing, easy listening uh, piano music mm-hmm. into um, um, into a CD, and started selling that through a, a different um, kind of locally in Minnesota here. Yeah. And um, as I was, and as time kind of went along, eventually I graduated from college, and I was unsure what I wanted to do. But Tim and I had had a lot of fun with the music, I thought, why don't I join Tim in this? And so we we kind of became the O'Neill brothers, if you will, and um, started selling our music, some that was original music, piano music that we wrote, mm-hmm. some was kind of like cover tunes. And we sold them through local uh, kind of arts and crafts shows here in the, here in the, the Midwest. Um, yeah. We sold them through JCPenney, we had player pianos that played our music in JCPenney stores throughout the country. Oh, wow. um, and we would go around to visit those stores. Um, and we sold some of the, the music through uh, QVC, which is mm-hmm. kind of the, the largest home shopping network in the States. Um, and so we, my brother, Tim is a very good, has a, he was a marketing major. So okay. he has a really good marketing mind. And so we just found a lot of different ways to start um, kind of bringing the music out, um, you know, into the marketplace and yeah. kind of untraditional, maybe if you will, um, you know, because a lot of you hear with a lot of musicians, they go through a record label and that record label is the one that does all the marketing and such. Um, yeah. with, with us, it was kind of just a grassroots. We did our own thing. Um, but, you know, I... I I really admire Kelly, my, my father, my dad is no longer living, but, you know, after Tim got done with college and it was expensive, I mean, like colleges now, I mean, Notre Dame was, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 grand a year and dad and mom, you know, paid for the tuition. But after Tim was done with college, you know, he Mm -hmm. told my dad that I really want to pursue the music. And I always, um, you know, remembered dad, you know, instead of saying, well, no, you need to go get a job. And, you know, this is unacceptable. Yeah. Um, You know, dad was always very supportive of us following our heart and doing what we felt called to do. And I think Tim's now to this day, Tim still runs our kind of our music business, uh, which now has sort of morphed into um, a lot of streaming with Spotify, um, you know, iTunes, um, Tim has built a very nice business, um, again, through some of our music, but through other artists as well, through Spotify. 
But again, I think back to my dad's early support of Tim and that decision. Yeah. And now where Tim really is at uh, in his life with that, with the, the business um, really says a lot, because again, I think, you know, though my wife and I don't have children, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, you know, I think as a parent trying to help, um, help your child be gainfully employed, but more so doing what they love to do, you know, yeah. and I think that's where uh, both our parent, my parents, um, really uh, supported all of us. And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, again, the, the music business is, it's a fun one. And if anybody's watching and you ever, you have an aspiring son, daughter, friend, who's looking for ways to market their music, don't hesitate to reach out to me uh, because mm -hmm. both through my brother, Tim and I, we have um, explored, um, kind of any and all types of options that are out there. We've got some great contacts, you know, at QVC, at, you know, Spotify, at all these different ways. And, you know, those that say you can't make a living as an artist or as a musician, um, you know, my dad used to joke that there's a lot of ways to make a living in the world. Yeah. And, and you'd be surprised with some of these musicians now and the streaming they yes. can do on Spotify. Um, it, uh, it can be a, a very significant business. Yeah, it's pretty cool. We're going to talk down the road when this COVID thing allows us to finish our recording. Right. Uh, I'm, in, I'm in a band as well. And uh, and it's all original stuff. Uh, yeah. Christian band and and uh, just amazing, amazing stuff. I, I mean, it's not, not I'm not bragging about that. I have amazing uh, musicians <laughs> that are part of the band and yeah. I just sing. But they, uh, anyway, we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to definitely, um, contact you once we get ready to start releasing things and yeah and see yeah, how that a, world works it, it is it's interesting with um spotify and some of the companies now you can you know type in different keywords it's kind of like google yeah where you know you type in relaxing wedding music or whatever the keyword is right and what my brother tim has done a lot of is um put some of our music together but other artists as well Mm -hmm. um, brought them kind of into the fold, if you will. And so, you know, if you, you're typing in uh, lullaby music or whatever, getting your album ranked on mm -hmm. Spotify. And again, people may not, they don't care whether we're the O'Neill brothers or whoever, they just want relaxing lullaby music. Sure. So they land on it. And again, they, they stream on it. The artist gets a certain cut of it. And so it's, um, you know, for musicians out there, it's it's uh, there's a lot of different ways to really make a very very good living. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah. cool. Thank you. Awesome. So totally not related to real estate in any yeah. way. Yeah. And uh, were you your brother obviously pretty close growing yeah, up? Absolutely. You had a good yeah. family dynamic. Was there other siblings in your family too? Yeah. So I'm the youngest of six. So I'm oh the wow. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Okay. So and your brother is just like he was he next. <laughs> yeah. So my brother, Tim is uh, two and a half years older. Okay. And then, um, and then my brother, Tom, uh, who's a high school teacher now, nice. uh, my sister, Mary, who does daycare. Um, yeah. And then my oldest brother, Dan, who actually works. Um, he went to West Point, was an army guy here in mm -hmm. the States. And 
he ended up, um, he now works at Amazon. So he's a uh, oh, wow. kind of a, a supervisor, if you will, at Amazon and, and does a lot with logistics and that type of thing. But, um, and my mom, my mom is 82. She lives down in New Prague. She mm-hmm. just got her second COVID shot a couple days ago, so oh, we're very good. happy with that. She got in there, right on. But um, but she is um, she's doing good, very healthy, very active. Um, I mean, for eighty two years old, she is uh, she is like the mayor of the town. She's just very active, vibrant, uh, awesome. a lot of activity. Very cool, and so. Of the two, obviously, your you know your mom and your dad have different yeah. influences on you as you're growing up. Um, and, uh, doing what you're doing today, leading a big team and experiencing success very quickly in real estate. We'll get back to that in a second, but you know, here you are today. Do you see any kind of influences from maybe your father or mother that kind of bit of through line through what you've been doing through your life and where you are today? Yeah, I, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, I, um, I, I am very grateful for both parents, I think all of us as siblings are, uh, because again, I think, you know, we were never pressured to do a certain career. Um, You know, really, it was all about, um, um, you know, finding something that you really enjoy doing, that you love doing, finding a way to, you know, meaningfully give back. I think, Mm -hmm. you know, with our background, with our faith, with uh, who we are as people, it's always you know, life for us uh, growing up is, you know, how can we positively impact others daily and, mm-hmm. and do so, you know, in a meaningful way. And so I think, you know, as I look at both my parents, you know, they have been sort of uh, examples to all of us. And, you know, for us too, it's, it's helped um, drive us as kids. And I think, um, you know, it's, it's also created some awareness too, I would say, Kelly, that, you know, whether, you have a team or a company or a brokerage, you know, you're, you're, you're dealing with a lot of different people daily. Yes. And like you said uh, earlier, um, everyone's a little bit different and has different skill sets and different things they're working on. But, you know, for me, I've always enjoyed the human part of the business. And I think really trying to, um, you know, through our background, um, you know, and kind of growing up very blue collar, very normal background, you know, you, you have some empathy for people in different situations. You know, maybe it's the, the, the friend who loses their job and, um, um, you know, is out of work. Maybe it's the, the, the classmate that just got diagnosed with cancer. Maybe it's, you know, I, I think, the um, probably more than anything, you know, that that sort of overriding, um, I don't know, just awareness maybe is what I would say, kind yeah. of empathy. I think it's I think it's easy in our society to be unaware because mm-hmm. so much is a, is revolving about ourselves. Yeah, it's it's easy to be unaware of what is going on around you, and I think that's just the way mom and dad lived, you know. So it's it's helped. Um, even random, you know, kind of from a business standpoint to just be aware of, you got an agent that's struggling or you got someone that just had a, had, you know, something bad happen. Yeah. Um, Taking a little extra time to show care and concern is not only the right thing to do, but business-wise it's, it's going to help you 10 times over. So it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just simple things like that, that I think kind of threaded, have threaded through 
um, even what we're doing today. Yeah. What did your dad do when he was? Uh, he was, as he would say, a small town attorney. So okay. he was a lifelong attorney, um, problem solver, uh, yeah. which I think, as as you know, as we know in the real estate business, half of our job is just helping people solve problems, you know, whether it's with the transaction, with buying, with selling, with a credit situation. So being a good problem solver, I think, is a critical skill for this business, mm-hmm. but also doing it in a way that um, you kind of take a deep breath and you take the edge off and you are very calm and cool and you don't get too fired up. You know, I think a lot of agents, you know, they get upset, they get on the email, they fire back, you know, versus just taking a deep breath and and working uh, as a team with the other agent to move the file forward in a positive way. And so, I'm always working on it from my standpoint as a, as a problem solver, but I think as agents, team leaders, that's a great skill to yes. continue to hone is how can I be a more effective problem solver? Keep all the emotion, all the personalities, all yes. the nonsense out of it, and let's just focus on the issue. Let's move forward in a positive, kind, and helpful manner. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. and. You know, obviously you've done that well because you have so many people that trust you. I mean, uh, that's half the battle to build a team and have people stick, right? Right. That stickiness of the team is is really built by just caring about people yeah. and and uh, helping them get through some stuff because there it's pretty well guaranteed you get into the real estate business you're going to run into some challenges I think it's right. just a, you know there's not anyone who went you know I just got into real estate and and then I you know people just called me and I just started doing business <laughs> and everybody was just so fun to deal with it was and, so know, fun and there was just huge yeah. commission checks yeah and, more than I thought. Just, We go on vacations all the time and I turn my phone off for weeks on end and I never get email. Um, It's just unbelievable. I've never had a deal collapse. I've never had, you know, (laughs) (laughs) it's just, you know, no one can say that. Right. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's how you deal with the challenges and, and, and in concert with the other people, right? Like we don't want to turn them into enemies. We don't want to turn them into, you know, it's just, it's, it's the, the, pro, the, the, the issues with the challenge, not with the people. Sometimes yeah. the other person may not deal with it the right way, but that's okay. Don't let that be a mirror to you. Be right. who you need to be to get that done. And uh, yeah, I love that. Absolutely. You know, so you got into business 2003. It always takes everybody a little bit of time to kind of get their feet under them, right? Like just, you know, all the little nitty gritty things you got to kind of get through. And you don't get paid the first time you sell a house right away, right? It takes time to get paid. So there's that little lag time of kind of getting going. But relatively, you know, pretty good success. Like 2005, you got a buddy coming on board with you now. You're building a team. That starts to expand a little bit. You're busy enough where you got to hire a lady to kind of start administrating a lot of the detail stuff. 2006 rolls along and now you're like from that point forward like I'm the team guy I, I'm just sure. that's my thing I build a team that's you know I build people around <laughs> it just becomes your thing obviously right and right right pretty quick discovery honestly like three years is pretty quick like I, I'm gonna you know well and- I, I would say though Kelly is that there I definitely had my share of um setbacks too you know sure. I, I could think of one of the first 
um, first couple listings I had that, again, it was a different market, but I had two different sellers that I can remember offhand that um, parted ways and said, hey, Ryan, we want to go with a, a, another agent. Mm. One happened to be a fairly close friend of mine. Um, yeah. And so I think that's hard. You know, I'm a, I'm a kind of a softy. And, you know, on a human level, it, that's really hard. But I it think hurts. it hurts. It does. But, but I think that the, the sooner that you can realize uh, it's not about you mm-hmm. and it's about moving forward. Um, it's easy to, to feel sorry. I feel sorry for myself. Poor me. The world's horrible. Yeah. Um, and I think the faster you can dust yourself off and try to, you know, give yourself some time to, you know, grieve, you know, or whatever the term is, but then it's, it's move forward. Move yeah. for, you have to move forward. And I think that's hard with this job because again, we all experience so much negative and, and I've seen it as a team again, whether it's agents uh, picking another company, yeah. whether it is someone that you invested a lot of time and energy with that decides to, to go off and, and, and do something else you know, it's, I learned early on the team is not, and the business is not about me. And the less that you personally can believe that, mm-hmm. the easier you can be like water and just keep moving. And yeah. I think that's, that's something that thankfully, uh, um, you know, I, I've gotten better at that I, I try to work at daily is just to, to move forward in a positive way and not get too wrapped around the axle with that other stuff, because yeah. that's where, we all can be way too hard on ourselves as agents, brokers, and team leaders. Absolutely, you know that is such good advice. And and I I want to I want to just I want to um, bring more weight to that for a second because yeah. the the that is something that maybe a person with a natural positive mental attitude will do. There's some people when they run into a challenge like that or a thing like that happens, like, and I, I remember, I know what it feels like. I remember when I, when I had the, um, the office uh, for seven years and you pour yourself into agents and then someone else offers them six months free to go to another company and they're like, and they're in debt to you. And then they take off to this other company that, that really hurt. Like I had to physically purge that. Like I remember going through it for a couple of days, kind of going, ah, okay. I just got to like intensify this and get it out and get rid of it and then move on. But, and so, I mean, it, the sting will always be there. Like the, the sting is not, it's not like you're, it's not going to hurt, but the thing is, right. is purging it and thinking about moving forward is really important because you have to understand that has nothing to do with your success. Right. That has nothing to do with your success. When a thing like that happens, that, that, that is just another, it's just a thing that happened. It's a yeah. speed bump. It's, it's, you know, and I always say to people, something happens with a client or whatever, or anything like that, that, that it is a perceived negative that kind of stings, call five people in your database right now, like as fast as possible that you know, love you right. <laughs> and just have right. a great conversation with them. Talk about their family. Don't even talk about real estate. Just have a great conversation with them. And that's going to reinforce once again, that you are a good person. You are, uh, you know, you're going to do great. People do love you. People, you know, do that right away. But you know, those five calls, something's going to come out of it. Like something right. positive will come out of that in some way. And uh, I always say that to people because it, it, it hurts. It, 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 and it can be internalized as sometimes, you know, oh, that's why I'm not making it. You know, yeah, just another, just another, you know, leg to the table of belief that 
I'm not going to make it in real estate. Like that is not it. Things like that happen to very successful people all the time, still to this day. And even when they're very successful, it still happens. You know, right. so anyway. You're absolutely right. No, it's great advice. It's great yeah. advice. And just in general, don't be too hard on yourself. Yeah. You no, know, one day at a time, brush yourself off and, and move on. Tomorrow's a new day. Yep. Replace it. Replace it with right. something else immediately. Absolutely. Right. Love that. I just wanted to kind of shine a light on that because that was super good advice that may seem more natural to you, but some other people maybe have to internalize that and actually really dig deep and, and force themselves to think that way. So that's awesome. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. Love it. Okay. So 2003, 2005, 2006, we're being successful. And then bam, 2008 happens. Yes. And man, oh, you know, I still get shivers. When I, and for us, it was 2008. It might have been kind of 2007 in the States, starting to get closer to 2008. I had just bought a real estate company in 2007. Oh, wow. Pushed all the chips in and uh, went on a vacation to the Panama Canal, paid for everybody, bought a house on a golf course in 2007. I am unstoppable. I'm the man. <laughs> and then hmm. 2008 came <laughs> Oh and no! The world stops. So I know what I felt like at the time. What about you? Did you go through something there? <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was. I had gotten into the real estate investing world, so I had bought a number of rental properties, and so uh, those properties, the values plummeted. Obviously, I didn't sell any of them, uh -huh. but still, it was not a very good feeling um, yeah, by sure. knowing that your property value had diminished so much. We as a team, just kind of the business seemed to um, move more so towards short sales and bank owned property. Yeah. And so, um, you know, from a business standpoint, um, it it really was a transition to, I would say, some less happy type of business yeah. where you're dealing with people who are going through a really difficult situation. But, um, you know, on a personal level, I saw that, the, you know, with the values plummeting and such, that was very hard. But, you know, from a real estate sales standpoint, it was just, again, trying to retool, transition to where the business was happening and how could we help people? How could we get some deals done? Wow. I love that. Um, just full on pivot, right? Like, right. The, the, you know, we were talking about just that earlier on, you know, there's there's business in every type of market. Right. And, right. Uh, and so good for you. That's awesome. I uh, My challenge was more about you know, trying to keep my realtors alive at the time because they were struggling and trying to give them advice. And, you know, um, it was crazy. I remember that, but uh, I know looking at the value of properties and and it just was like, and, and everything too, like even people that had, you know, we call it RRSPs or mutual funds and stuff like other investment type products, you know, for, for like even pe like uh, pension plans and like it affected everybody in that way. Yes. And, uh, Yes. And, and the advice from the financial advisors was just don't look at your statement. Just stop looking at your statements. You yes. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. No yeah. more. Stop. No, it is. It's interesting how time has, you know, time, time heals a lot of things, uh, including yeah. real estate values. So I've held on to, to this day, you know, all of the, the rental properties that I've purchased and, um, that has helped a, a lot, you know, from tax benefits, gaining some tax benefits from owning them, cash flow, mm -hmm. uh, but even value wise. So even for someone like me that bought at one of the worst times historically, 
time has uh, helped kind of cure that yes. ill. So that's where I think too, as agents, you may w- be watching, uh, you know, brokers, um, think about investing in real estate. You know, think about about um, actively getting involved uh, from that standpoint, because there are a lot of benefits tax-wise and um, ways to continue to build wealth through owning uh, property too. Yes, absolutely. And that's the thing, right? You got to get out of survive, right? Which is just paying the bills and survival. And, you know, I need to make X amount of dollars a year and you just kind of set the temperature there and, you you know, you got to get past that to thrive. And in order, part of that is, is putting money away to get into investing and figuring out ways to invest um, because we need to thrive. That's the only way you're going to get through these things. And, um, and real estate, there's no ceiling, right? No one's telling you what, no one's going, you're worth $22 an hour. No, you're, no one's saying that to you. Yeah. You you make that decision. Right. And, um, so we need to figure that out. That's awesome. I love it. I, um, that's super important too, to understand that time, 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 time. And that's advice for your clients too, when you're going through this stuff. I mean, it's exactly, you know, they're, they're the genius when they sell at the high times and make more money than they've ever made in their lives on real estate. And then you're the idiot when they sell, when they have to sell and lose money in the real estate, you know, we got to take it all on. But, you know, one thing I like to tell people once in a while, you know, if we didn't have an organized real estate system, no one would know values. There'd be no way of understanding values. There'd be no system to look at. You wouldn't even know you, it'd be just pulling a number out of the air otherwise. Right. The market values are created by the realtors, the organized realtors that are here. Right. And I can use the word realtors based on, based on that uh, trademark. Um, But if it wasn't for that, we wouldn't know what values are. So yes, we get to make commission. We get to share in that a little bit. Right. It's a a very huge investment to make that, make that all work and make that huge system work that we all rely upon. Right. Right. Make it come together. It's awesome. Okay, we're coming up on an hour here. My goodness, time flies. Let's um, let's wrap this up because I know you're a busy guy, and I oh man, I'm so appreciative of our time together. And uh, I hope to do another one with you. Actually, I've had a lot of fun. I have and, too. I appreciate it. I love your spirit. I love your attitude. Um, you can tell you've got that natural. Um, you're wanting to provide value to others, and I think people mm-hmm. people like that. People like the. Uh, ability to to learn to grow with kind of no strings attached you know yeah. i think sometimes in different industries and businesses there's always a catch mm. and as consumers we get kind of tired of that sure. sort of approach so i think when you're doing what you're doing when you're doing it in a way of of really meaningfully wanting to provide value without a catch um mm. people respond to that so i mean kudos to you and i i appreciate that i mean I appreciate the opportunity. Hope there have been some good items of value. And, um, you know, anyone who's watching, um, I would also say if, if you want to um, connect by phone or email sometime for you or your team, I'm, I'm happy to offer help, um, you know, no obligation type of help to uh, give an analysis of your team, your business, where you're going. Um, and I can, I'm, I can share, you know, some of the things that I've learned with you. I'm, I'm more than happy to do that. Oh, that's wonderful, Ryan. And if people want to learn more about you, uh, your website, mnrealestate.com. Yeah, mnrealestateteam.com. That's right, mnrealestateteam.com. So 
uh, Mary Norman real estate team.com. Yep. You can check out your site. You got a lot of things going on there on that site. There's, um, they're doing, they're, you're doing uh, first time buyer seminars and you're pre-booking them into like March. I noticed you've, you've got some investment seminars and stuff like that. So really giving back to the community, educating the community, getting them involved. And, and um, that's really important stuff. And uh, I love that. You've got a radio show. Yeah, weekly well. radio show. And that's, uh, how, do, how do people listen to that? Yeah, you know what? It, it's just called the Minnesota Real Estate Show. So okay. if, again, instead of mnrealestateteam.com, if you just go to mnrealestateshow.com or just Google the Minnesota Real Estate Show, um, you'll see we that streams on both iHeart uh, as well as Spotify, as well as got our podcasts, all of our podcasts there. But that is a local show that we've done for a number of years where, again, we talk about the market, we talk about uh, the business, it's really consumer focused. So mm -hmm. helping buyers and sellers become more informed in our marketplace. And uh, um, that is a nice way too for agents or brokers, if you're looking to mm -hmm. um, you know, provide more for, for those around you, look at, look at doing some type of, of radio show or like what you're doing, a podcast where you can provide value back to your community and do it in a way where there's no strings attached. You're simply providing value, help, and um, you know, as a result, the phone will ring. Absolutely. So that's something to think about, people. It's not hard to do these days. Technology right. is there. I mean, there's free apps to even help you do it these days. It's it's yeah. so amazing. But uh, you're doing it all. You're just you're out there doing it all, and you're just giving, 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 and it is coming back to you. You know, it's that law of sowing and reaping. Um, that is a law, by the way, just like yeah. gravity, it's a law right. and, right. uh, you got to give before you get, you know, as, is kind of what it is. And, and, and you're doing it in such a big way in Minnesota. And, um, it's, it's so good to see, uh, that example of success that people can see in a macro way, but, you know, figure out how you can do it in a micro way and then build up from there, you know? Right. Yep. Just start, start with one step, just a little bit at a time. It's like running a marathon. Just, you, know, you don't have to focus on building Rome in one day. Just focus, you know, tomorrow, what am I going to do? What is one or two little things I'm going to do to meaningfully mil, uh, move my business forward? Mm -hmm. And I think when you give yourself some grace and you're not so hard on yourselves, then you can look back over a month, three, six months, a year, two years, five years, and you really start to see growth with it. Mm -hmm. But part of it is just, just consistency, doing it consistency. Uh, consistently, um, and um, having having that belief in yourself that hey, it, this can happen over yeah. time. And so, um, yeah, I, I appreciate. It. Thank you for the opportunity to be with you, Kelly. Um, you know, you're doing an awesome job with uh, with what you're doing, and so I'm, I'm very grateful to be with you. And however I can help, um, again, anyone listening, watching, um, know that I'm here for you, and I'd be more than happy to share my two cents. Thanks for coming back this week. I really appreciate you as an audience. You're so committed and so loyal and you keep on coming back and I'm so thankful for you. You're the reason that I do this. I'm busy working on so many things. I have demanding clients right now. I have people that I'm coaching and helping along in their businesses. I'm writing more lessons for the course. I'm in the final stages of tweaking the book that's coming out soon. So much going on, but this podcast is important to me. I want to be sure to give you value every single week. And if you know of somebody who would be a great guest on the show, please get them in touch with me and I'd love to chat with them. 
send me a message to kelly at 4xformula.com. The number 4xformula.com. And if you haven't already, go to 4xformula.com and get the Quick Commission Blueprint book. Hit the button that says, I want that free book, and I'll have it to you in minutes. This book is meant to help you streamline your efforts to get listings fast. Listings are the fastest way to get commissions right now, and you'll attract buyers off of those listings. But for sure, it's a fact as of this recording of this episode that getting listings is crucial right now. Inventory is low to historical lows. Forget about COVID. We have a low listing inventory epidemic going on right now all over North America. Go get the book and that's going to help you get started. That's it for today. Take care and make a great day.